engagement on the platform isn't the same as like with social platforms where the algorithm wants you to be engaging. It wants you to be on there. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and branding. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee. Or your mimosa. We don't judge. And settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 93, and we are so excited for you to meet Laurel today. She is a coaching student of ours, and we share a lot of similar passions, like organically marketing your business. She specializes in SEO-driven web design, and what we are here to talk about today, Pinterest. Another search engine we often forget is a search engine. We are so excited to nerd out on the latest opportunities within Pinterest, uncover what's new, and working for her clients. So whether you are looking to get started with Pinterest or just find new ways to grow, tune in. Let's uncover what's going on with one of our favorite search engines. Hello, Laurel. Thank you so much for being on the Duo On Air podcast. Hi, guys. So great to be here. We are so excited. Uh, So Laurel has been a part of our SEO group coaching program. So we've known her for a little while in all the things SEO. And we're super excited to talk about another search engine we don't talk about very often, which is Pinterest. So before we get into all the goodness that Pinterest has to offer, can you tell us a little bit about you and your business and how it all got started? Yeah, so I actually come from a pretty entrepreneurial family. Um, Both my parents have started multiple different little businesses um, throughout the years. They really promoted working for yourself. And I tried all kinds of things growing up. I was herbalism and crafts and everything. (laughs) But my mom actually um, worked for a direct sales company for a while that didn't have any marketing. So um, from like materials for them. So um, she was like, you can do that for me. (laughs) So I did her social media and email marketing and all that stuff and fell in love with it. I taught myself all the Adobe programs. Um, I love designing and everything creative and marketing. So I dabbled in that. I never thought I could really make a career out of it though. So I ended up in a nine to five for years. Um, then fast forward to 2020, I um, met my husband right after we got married, we decided we wanted to full-time RV. So we hit the road, even though neither of us had remote jobs at the time. Um, and we just did seasonal work um, all over the country for a couple of years. But in the midst of that, I decided I should really, you know, make this freelancing thing work again. <laughs> so um, so I started back as like a creative VA. I was mainly doing a lot of social media marketing um, for other small businesses, coaches, and people like that. Um, And that's when I really discovered Pinterest marketing. And I didn't really know what it was, but I heard the term Pinterest marketing. And I was like, 
I have to do that. I love Pinterest <laughs> and I love like the visual element of it. Um, so I'd already been doing, you know, web design and other graphic design for clients. And I was like presenting it to them, like you should, you should be on Pinterest. And so a lot of people let me play with their accounts. And so I just started gobbling up all the courses and all the information, um, that I could. And, um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely love it. So today my, my business is really focused on, um, basically like, design, but also functionality, which is uh, how I actually got into SEO as well. So big plug for the group coaching program. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, basically like if you have a great looking Pinterest account, but it's not leading you any, giving you any traffic, it's useless. Same with your website. If you have a pretty website, but it's not, no one's seeing it, there's no point. So, um, so yeah, that's what I love to do for, for uh, other creatives now. Yeah, I love that. It's very much of what we like to focus on too, of like, it's really fun to create really awesome things. But then at the end of the day, you have to help them see the light of day. Like it's more fun than to see the results and the growth and all of the great things that come from it. And that's, yeah, that's kind of like what you need to make sure that the pretty thing that you just created gets seen. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. So um, why, like based on all of the clients and the people that you've worked with, I think Pinterest in general is just overlooked. Like people just don't think about it. Um, do you have any insights into like the clients that you work with or are you, are people coming to you and saying, I need Pinterest? Or is it a lot of times of like, don't forget about Pinterest. Like she's here, she's out there and she's super important. She's here. She <laughs> yeah. wants you to be a part of her. Yeah. I think it's a mix. I think people in certain industries really know that they need it or, you know, they've heard about it before, or if they've you've been in business a long time, you've probably heard at some point Pinterest could really like, you know, increase your traffic and you need to be on there. Um, but a lot of people are just confused about what it is. They think it's just another social media platform. And they're like, I'm already on a several social media platforms. Like I don't have time to add another one. Like I don't see, or they don't think that their ideal client is actually on there. Um, which actually they might be mistaken about. <laughs> um, or they just think that like, you know, um, that they can create it and it's sort of like a brochure for their business and they just kind of leave it alone and hopefully something will happen. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that people are just really confused, like how to even use it, you know, and it's, it, they, they, they get on, they try a few things, it doesn't work, they get discouraged. And so they're like, they just give up. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you don't use it in your everyday life, like if it's not something you use just in the wild, like looking up recipes or your home stuff or RVing and finding places to go, like if you don't use it as a user, it's really hard to understand it and then understand how your audience is using it and like what you could create and how you can show up there. Like it can feel kind of foreign. And I feel like when you said like using it as a brochure, I feel like a lot of businesses think that's like, oh, it's just kind of like a portfolio of my stuff. And like, mm -hmm. if it's out there, people will find me and they'll pin my stuff, but it's just like any other, you know, form of content that you create. If you don't have consistency, you're not going to see any mm -hmm. sort of growth. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned people not knowing like if their audience is using it or anything like that. Do you feel like there are types of niches that perform really well on Pinterest? Yes. So obviously you have like the wedding industry, everyone goes on Pinterest to plan their wedding, right? So photographers, um, wedding planners, I, I like to say that those are some of the only really local businesses that do well. Like, so if you're a local business Pinterest and you only offer local services or products, Pinterest isn't so much for you, you know, you should focus on your Google SEO. Um, but 
if you're a wedding, you know, a wedding person, that's would be the one exception because people are constantly looking for a location based, you know, wedding information. Um, other ones are obviously like fashion and beauty, um, wellness industry, um, it, lifestyle blogging, food is obviously a huge one. Um, but also um, online business, marketing, um, copywriters, web designers all do really, really well. Um, basically, if you have something that is visual, can be explained visually, and appeals to usually a more uh, female-based audience, you probably have a market on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. I do. So this is an opinion I have, and I would love to know if you think it, if you have the same mindset. A lot of times I think Pinterest, like if people don't have a ton of content, like they don't have a ton of blog content or a ton of photography or brand images or product imagery or anything like that, regardless of what business you're in, Pinterest might not perform well for you, just like almost like a search engine, like a normal Google search engine. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't have blog content, you're really, you just have, you know, your four page website that is competing with all the other pages on online. Is it kind of the same way with Pinterest? Like without that breadth of content, you can't really show up and drive the traffic that you hope for. It is. Um, I would say the main thing would be, you may not be converting that traffic because you could maybe get a lot of impressions and even a lot of clicks on your pins. Um, but if the person is landing on a page and they don't really know the next step or, you know, um, blog content is sort of like giving people answers to what they're searching for. Like, oh, that sounds really like something I want to know more about. Click, oh, and I found what I was looking for. Oh, I'll sign up for your email list. You know, have a journey for them. If they land on your homepage, which yes, you shouldn't link to your homepage <laughs> but later on that, but, or just you hear about page or a random page on your website and they don't know what to do next, then, you know, but if you're giving them some value, then that's going to be a better journey. So it's definitely better if you have quality content that you're able to put out there and, you know, and that speaks to what people are searching for versus, you know, just linking to any page that may not give someone a good experience or journey to continue. With yeah, you. Mm -hmm. absolutely. And that's, yeah, that's the same, absolutely the same thing with any search engine. Like you need helpful content. If you don't have helpful content, then you're not going to drive the traffic. So that actually recently, just like two days ago, happened to be on Pinterest. I was looking for some uh, duo cocktail recipes that we want to start doing. And I found this recipe or well, the pin said like, click here for recipe or whatever, clicked there. And it took me to, I think they're about page or something. And so I was like, okay, what? So then I searched for the recipe on their site. Wasn't even there. They didn't have any of that content. And I was like, well, that was kind of a crappy user experience. That was not fun. Yeah. 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 It's clickbaity. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. uh, so do you feel like there are any misconceptions or kind of like common mistakes that people are making when it comes to Pinterest? So I think just treating it like a social media platform, honestly, um, sort of a lot of people get really hung up on followers or impressions instead of the actual conversion and the traffic that they're getting from it, thinking that that matters. Followers really don't matter. They're sort of a result of your, your Pinterest doing well versus like the reason it's doing well. Um, uh, Pinterest actually took away the following tab. So you can't just like, you don't really have a feed like you do on a social media platform like other platform, like your, your, their pins are like mixed in with other people's pins. So, um, and then just kind of like repurpose people just like linking to their Instagram or, you know, linking somewhere else, or, you know, instead of actually linking to the page that, you know, thinking about your, that full customer journey, like we were talking about, like, 
what's the purpose of someone clicking on this pin? And like, will they know when they land on their website that what the next step is? So I have a question. So when it comes to people engaging with your pin, so they see a pin and they're like, oh my gosh, this is such a great recipe. Or like, these tips were so amazing. Thank you. I, I implemented them and I saw results. What would you suggest as far as like, us or somebody who has a Pinterest replying back to them. So when you're in Instagram, right? Like when people leave comments or whatever, you you try to have that social connection and that, and that communication, essentially when they comment on your pins, I'd be super curious. Is it good to go in there and like comment or like all of those different comments when they comment on your pins? Yeah. Is commenting even, I guess in general, is commenting even important? Like how yeah. you comment and engage on Instagram? Is that even an important aspect of Pinterest? I would say it's a nice thing to do. I mean, it's always going to create that little nice connection. Like, oh, they replied. Like, that was nice. You know, you're mm -hmm. making that connection with that person who took the time to comment. But it's not something that Pinterest pays attention to, like a social media platform. Like, they're not like, oh, this person's replying to their comments. We're going to push your stuff out more because they're being right. social. You know, it's not like that. It's more of like, it's a nice thing to do. I do recommend doing that, you know, if you have the mm -hmm. time. Um, but it's not like engagement on the platform isn't the same as like with social platforms where the algorithm wants you to be engaging. It wants you to be on there. Pinterest, you can really just schedule all your stuff out in advance and just leave it. You don't need to be engaging about. with other people's pins, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was very yeah. curious about that because I was in our Pinterest the other day and I saw like the notifications tab and a bunch of people commenting and I'm like, oh shoot, like, should I be in? <laughs> like, thanks. Hey, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely a nice thing to do. Like if right. someone took the time to comment, you know, you should say thanks and, you know, reply. But in terms of like Pinterest being like, yeah, it's mm -hmm. not gonna. Yeah. Yeah. It. yeah. Oh, that's funny. What are the metrics that actually matter? Like, so throw out followers, throw out like some of those engagement metrics that are so ingrained into us mm -hmm. as important. What metrics should we actually care about? Well, so the ultimate is outbound clicks because that equals traffic to your website. So that means that people are really engaged, like they they clicked on it. So Pinterest is different than social media in that it doesn't actually want people to stay on the platform. It wants them to find what they're looking for, which means it was a success, right? Just like Google, like it wants to give them a successful result. Um, so unlike social media, which is like, stay here, stay here, stay here, Pinterest encourages, you know, everything is easily clickable. So um, outbound clicks is what you ultimately want. Um, but things like engagements are really good because that means that people are like saving your pins, they're liking them, um, they're clicking on it to actually read the pin and like look at it closer. So that means people are interested in in what you're putting out, they're interacting with it. And that does mean that Pinterest, when they see people engaging with the content, they're going to push it out more. So engaged and then like engaged users, that's like the amount of people that are following you or like that are seeing your pins that are actually like interacting with it in some way, whether that's clicking on the pin, like clicking through to your website, you know, saving it for later. Um, so those are the ones I think to really focus on because that's like more conversions. Again, impressions are great. That means a lot of people are seeing your pins, but if you're getting a lot of impressions, but no clicks, it's time to think, rethink your strategy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I maybe should know this, but when you, so I've noticed that when some pins you click on, it, it'll come larger and then you can like read more of the caption. You could leave a comment, but then there's other pins that you click on that automatically link you out. So mm -hmm. is that, is that like a free version versus a sponsored or paid? Or is that how you set it up in the back end with that, whatever program you're working on? What is, 
what's happening yeah. <laughs> that's an ad so if it if you okay. click on the pin and it automatically goes that means it's a They're sponsored for it. yeah okay. it's really hard to tell in pinterest sometimes when it's a sponsored pin but it's yeah very yeah <laughs> because i'm not gonna lie that frustrates me so much like i want the pin to pop up and then like to and like to see if there's other pins that are similar but when it like bounces me right out i was like dang like, yeah i wanted to see yeah. more of the same thing i know it'll be interesting like the model like how pinterest models regular search engines because search engines like google is making sponsored bigger and more prominent so that you mm -hmm. actually know it's a sponsored post so it'll be interesting to see like what pinterest takes from that and applies to their own like for example, sponsored, because yeah, mm -hmm. that can be a frustrating experience. And that does also reflect on the brand at the end of the day, because mm -hmm. the brand is, if they did a good job in their ad, you know what brand it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, Pinterest is experimenting with that, like the larger full page ads on mobile, um, um, like mobile video ads that are going to like take up <laughs> half your screen. Oh, wow. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did it. So we don't, which you do organic marketing too. And so do we. So like, we don't do much in the ad space, but mm -hmm. in our old agency life, we worked with Pinterest quite a bit, like yeah, on mm -hmm. ads and learning about all the different types of ads and the capabilities. And this is, you know, four or five years ago now. So I'm sure everything has changed and different, but I know like Pinterest is a huge space that huge players, like huge brands mm -hmm. are playing in. And spending lots of money on. So it's definitely, it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of a place where it kind of like brings everyone together on more of like a level playing field, mm -hmm. like with people who have these massive budgets, like you can outrank them or show up like next to them. Whereas that's not usually the case in like some other platforms too. Yeah, no, I like to say Pinterest is almost like a more accessible Google. You have less competition for one than, than on Google. There's a I mean, there's a fraction of the people that are actually consistent on Pinterest versus Google. Um, and yeah, like you said, like it's the ads are sort of like mixed in throughout. It's not like you pull up something and you just see a bunch of ads like you do with Google, like the first three things are ads, you know, mm -hmm. and you have to scroll down to see the other things like um, Pinterest also just kind of likes to curate a feed based on other things that you've liked. So even if you don't come up in the search results initially, you have that nice little curated feed. Um, so people have like more than one chance to see you if if they are so part of, you know, the keywords and everything is like targeting interests. So if you are associating yourself with a certain interest someone has been searching for, they have more opportunities to see you in their home feed when they're just kind of scrolling, you know, versus like searching. So yeah. interesting. So what types of things are performing really well right now? Like, I feel like in just like the world of social media, which again, we've talked about this multiple times. It isn't social media, it's a search engine, but um, we know video is like king. Like video is the thing that everyone is doing. You got to be on reels. You got to do TikToks. You got to do all these things. Is video also like what you absolutely should be doing in Pinterest? Is there like certain types of pins? Because mm -hmm. I know there's so many different like types of pins you can have. Like what is worth our time? What should we be doing? Yeah. So that's a great question, actually. So I tell people not to stress too much about video. So like back when, you know, after TikTok and Reels became a big thing, Pinterest did their own thing with idea pins, um, which were basically Reels, but they were also multi-slide and you were supposed to create like this interactive video slash carousel posting. Um, and so they were really favored by the algorithm. They pushed them out like times 100 versus static pins. Um, but then a lot of people noticed that made their static pin 
analytics drop. Um, and they didn't have outbound clicks for a long time. Um, then they added outbound clicks and then announced that they were taking away idea pins and that there's just going to be one pin editor, basically. So basically it means you're just going to be able to upload a video or a static image, but it's not going to be different. And it took away the creator rewards program where they were paying people for their idea pins. So um, they, I know some people in the Pinterest space that say that they have never used idea pins when they did. It made their analytics tank, so they don't, and they don't recommend using them. So some people that I follow and I love their, you know, everything they do, they don't use them at all. So I think it's okay to experiment with video for sure. Like, it's definitely something that like, depending on your niche too, if you're already creating TikToks and reels and it's going really well on other platforms, repurpose them on Pinterest. Like it's like, honestly, all you have to do is like, go ahead and, you know, add your keywords and then just like upload it on, on Pinterest. And like, if you're already making it, it's like a great place to repurpose. Pinterest is great for repurposing. Um, so like go ahead and experiment with it, but don't stress about, oh, I have to create a bunch of video content just for Pinterest. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah. Yeah. We have loved to repurpose our content there, but I do remember that. So we have some friends who had a creator account and were making loads of money. Like they were paying back their Pinterest manager because yeah. it didn't cost them anything because they were making all of their money back in the creator's account. And then they took that away. And that was like one of our big things where we were like, okay, well now it's a moneymaker. Like now we have to do it, right? It's like literally getting a second job. So <laughs> that was one of the things that then when that went away, it was like, wait, what is happening? I'm so confused. Like this is bizarre. But it also like makes sense too, because it is such a visual platform. And I, Instagram did the same thing. Like they really went all in on reels and people freaked out. Like there needs to be a healthy balance because mm -hmm. in a visual platform like that, you don't want to just watch videos all the time or else you're going to go to TikTok mm -hmm. or you're going to go to YouTube. Like it's this, these platforms are meant to be something else. So that's, I love the approach of like just doing research in your industry and like understanding, like, what are your competitors doing? What's working? What, like, even for us, we do this all the time too, of like scrolling through Pinterest and being like, what's standing out? Like, where is my eye going and why is my eye going there? Like mm -hmm. that can help so much from a design perspective of understanding like, okay, like what kind of template should we be creating for our brand or what types, how should we share like all of this information we have because a paragraph on a page isn't going to stand out. Mm -hmm. Like it needs to be something else or what colors are standing out in this mm -hmm. space. So I think that's a really good insight is just to like be a consumer for a little bit, mm -hmm. browse your industry put on your audience hat and understand like what else is out here? What are people sharing and what do I want to click on? Like what's click worthy for me? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> so I love that. Um, do you think, so I'd love to know if there is like, is there anything in the AI space that Pinterest is playing with right now? Are they not there yet or are they teasing some stuff or are they like, do they have any AI functionality? I don't even yeah. know. <laughs> well, so they are playing with some interesting, it's mainly um, regarding ads. So you can now like upload your products and create like AI backgrounds that, you know, there's some some interesting things that I'm hoping might um, like bleed into the actual pin creation, you know, um, they really could use some like, you know, uh, some chat GPT style, like write your pin descriptions for you or something like that would be great. Um, but right now it's mostly in the advertising space. Um, uh, Pinterest is really, um, I like the stance that their CEO takes on AI. He's very, um, 
he's very against like using the algorithm basically becoming addictive. <laughs> so um, he's really, um, they've taken a hard stance on that. Like, so there's been a lot, you know, a lot of that in TikTok, all the controversies and everything. So um, I love Pinterest because they're really committed to being a positive space and, you know, protecting the users, making sure that like people are having a positive experience, that there's nothing negative on the platform. Um, and then it's not, it's truly not addictive to like children that people aren't like on their you know, endlessly scrolling. So I love that. But yeah, as, as terms of actual pin creation, there's not a lot yet, um, except for in terms of ads. So hopefully Pinterest, you know, they like to surprise us and they usually like to announce things and then it's like two years before it happens. So yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I do love that approach. I mean, the addictiveness yeah. that is happening in the space is like, it's and some of the like I did it for a little bit the be reels like the meant to be mm -hmm. non-addictive like platforms where you can like have fun and be who you are but then get off of it and get back to real life like I do think that is really important is so still a thing? I don't know be do you be real no I don't <laughs> I, I, even I never did it I, I did it for like a hot second I think I deleted the app uh but <laughs> it's literally you take one pic like it prompts you and you take one picture of yourself like where you're be at real like at that moment wherever you are it takes a picture of you and a picture of where you are so you have to be real like you're in the moment right uh, um but that's it then you can see what your other friends posted but then you just get off it's one a day so that was like the idea of it it's kind of like snapchat I'd but different so curious if it's I know still, yeah I'd be interested I feel like I'm I'm just not the generation for it but <laughs> uh but I think like that kind of stuff is so important too and also a really good thing to think about when it comes to like who you are as a brand and your brand values and what you stand for and understanding like are you showing up in a way that is like fitting your brand values too because if you're just like Courtney always says feeding the beast like is what we call Instagram like if you're just feeding the beast and it's sucking the soul out of your life and you like that's not what your brand stands for, then that's maybe something you need to like rethink the content you're creating, where you're showing up and what you're doing, because if it's not serving you, then it's not going to serve your audience either. So I think that's right. really cool. I yeah, like it. how you show up authentically is the best. So like, I know I'm like more on the introverted side. I get on like social media. I just feel so overwhelmed and I start doom scrolling. I start seeing everybody, what else everyone else is doing. And yeah, I've noticed on Pinterest, I just feel more positive. I feel more empowered of like, you can do this. It's more like you focus sort of like, look at what you could do inspiration for your project, you know, instead of, Oh man, I'm not doing as good as this person or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's yeah. almost like a little break from it all. Like mm -hmm. if you want to scroll, you can, I mean, I've been into the Pinterest world of just like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling and pinning like <laughs> crazy, but like, yeah, you don't feel like you're not, you know, living up yeah. to the, standard that you should be you don't have the imposter syndrome it's not well you have a purpose yeah like that's what I think is really like you have a purpose as to why you go there like I don't just scroll google either you know like I right, you like right. have an intention before you go you get what you need and you get off and like yeah of course you can go down the rabbit hole especially like when you're planning your wedding and you oh, are going down the rabbit hole of okay. all the things you could do like yeah that definitely happens but yeah it is meant to be a source of like inspiration uplifting mm -hmm. like all of that rather than wow my wedding's never gonna look as good as this like right of course you could do that but like most people don't they just like are in getting inspired for their for their own day it's almost kind of like your life mood board <laughs> or like your life mood board slash dream board yeah You're like oh yeah the things. vision board I know I feel yeah I feel like vision boards and stuff like that it's like really that's kind of like 
the original Pinterest almost. Yeah, it's like, like a digital yeah. <laughs> vision board. Uh, so what kind of advice do you have for anyone who's maybe not on Pinterest and they want to get started or someone who's had like, say a dormant account, like maybe they were doing it, but it's been two years and they're not active. Like, is there something you need to do to like re-up your engagement, so to speak? Yeah. Um, so first one is SEO, <laughs> um, applying some SEO to your account if you haven't done that already or given some time to think about that. Um, since it is a search engine, you know, you're going to basically apply those same strategies like you would to your website of like using the keywords in the right places. Um, so, you know, you can do keyword research just on the Pinterest platform, you know, use the search bar, start typing things in. Um, Pinterest comes up with the suggested searches. So that's a great way to just start saving those keywords. Um, then you want to put in like in your profile, in your boards, your board descriptions, your pins, your pin descriptions, basically everywhere. <laughs> um, you know, don't stuff them. Don't use hashtags. That's a big one. Don't use hashtags. Hashtags oh, are gone on Pinterest. Yeah. Um, so, um, but you want to just start like pick a manageable schedule. You don't have to pin 20 times a day. That used to be a thing of where they pin 20 times a day. Like I'll put out all these pins. Um, it's more a quality over quantity. Um, and the focus has turned from curation as, as a business, especially from curation to creation. So in, instead of saving a lot of other people's pins, Pinterest really just wants you to put out fresh pins. Um, and fresh just means like a new image that you've never pinned before. So you're just putting out a new image, um, not repinning that image to other boards, um, but just using like, you know, putting out a new image, you know, writing your descriptions with keywords, but not just stuffing them, you know, writing a good description um, that's accurate to what you're linking to. Um, and yeah, just pick a, a, a a strat like a schedule that works for you if you can't pin like five times a day just you know every time you create a blog you know create a few pins for it you know pull a description from the blog add some keywords where you need to um and then just go ahead and schedule it out you know just start trying to be consistent um and like one a day is better than no none a day so yeah there's a lot of talk about fresh pins and like what that means so i'd love your advice on this like so for example if you have templates, like which a lot of people have like a bunch of templates that they pull from, is just changing the background image enough? Is just changing the text on it enough? Or does it truly have to be like one of a kind and unique? So actually it can be the very minorest minor change <laughs> to make it fresh. Um, so you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. Um, so yeah, a lot of people here post one, even once a day and they're like, I don't have time to, you know, create a new graphic, but it, it can be from a template. It can be a very slight variation. You know, you can just plug in different blog post titles, to the same templates, plug and play and go. The only thing I would say is, you know, make sure that those designs are working for you. You know, you don't want to just keep using the same template forever. If no one's clicking on it, that might mean there's an issue with the design, but, um, any small change, um, signals to Pinterest that it's fresh. Um, so there's actually a really interesting hack, um, that you can do, um, within Tailwind or Pinterest, it works the best in Tailwind. And that's like uploading one fresh image. And then just like putting, using the edit button to like put a filter on it, like take it all the way down to like level five. Um, so you can't even tell, it's not even visible to our eyes, but it's visible to Pinterest. Um, that way you can like pin that same image to multiple boards. 
and then just slightly edit it before you do and it's a fresh pin so wow that's a, that's a, that's a super secret fancy <laughs> top secret yeah. Yes. yeah I think that's it's a really big like misconception I feel like in the world of like fresh pins like everyone's like well I can't use templates everything has to be unique I have to have a different image every time and I think understanding that that's not the case like if a template is really working for you like it's one that yeah. stands out and drives up on clicks and works then like use that template for all of your blog posts or your mm -hmm. podcast episodes or whatever yeah a lot of times pin is doing well the image has a lot to do with it I find so like use those images that that really resonate that are you know eye-catching yeah and yeah just change out the words on them yeah that's good to yeah. know <laughs> yeah yeah right um yeah that's awesome so do you have any other secrets is there any other like top Pinterest secrets that you love to share yes, you don't no, have to no, give I'm us like... the whole world <laughs> <laughs> um well there's a few so keywords Pinterest can actually read the, your images as well. So the actual words on the graphic is a good place to put your keywords too, because Pinterest can read that. Um, and also even your file names. So Abby, you know, <laughs> know this, just like Google can. Um, Pinterest is all about the images. So make sure you're renaming your pin uh, files to a keyword rich description um, before you upload them um, into Pinterest. And that will help Help your SEO as well. That's awesome. So yeah. Google can't read your actual image. They can no. read the title, but not the image. The alt text, yeah. Has a one up there. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, that, really is, yep. that is interesting. Yeah. Google's getting better at it, but they're still not good enough. And it's really, really, really vague. So um, yeah, it's the alt text is where that comes mm -hmm. in. But yeah, that's really interesting and makes a lot of sense because they're fully visual. So yeah. I would hope that that would be something they would definitely invest in. Mm -hmm. um, I'm assuming there still is alt text on Pinterest, right? From an accessibility standpoint. Yes, there is. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, I would love to know, like, what are your favorite tools that, um, like you mentioned Tailwind, is that usually what you mm -hmm. recommend? Are there other tools or systems out there that people should look into? Yeah. So Tailwind is still my favorite for scheduling. Some people like Metricool as well um for a free option I haven't experimented with it as much but I love Tailwind for the easy editing option when I just want to like get stretch my pins further um and it's just faster I can just easily like upload everything batch it out um so I love Tailwind Pin Inspector is where I do all my keyword research um and it just makes the keyword research so much faster you can easily just type something in and you can rank it from like highest to lowest search volume. You can search for um, like top ranking profiles, top ranking boards. You can do your trends research in there. It's nothing that you can't do on the Pinterest platform, but it's a lot, lot easier <laughs> and it's a lot faster. And you can really easily just copy and paste into a spreadsheet and save it. So um, I love Pin Inspector. It's like just a software. It's like a one-time fee. Um, so if you're doing a, any amount of keyword research or you're interested in, you know, doing Pinterest for other people, I definitely recommend Pin Inspector. But you should because it is a search engine. Mm -hmm. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little plug. Oh my goodness. So another thing that I have often heard or like something that's like stuck in my brain that I feel like is something you have to do on Pinterest is I've like eight to 10 is like this number I have in my brain of like, anytime you share a new blog post, you should have eight to 10 different pins spread out over the period of like X number of months or weeks. Is mm -hmm. that like, is there any set rules or like things that you like to follow when it comes to like, when you're sharing something, you should share it this many times and this many fresh pins over this period of time, whatever. 
Not really. Honestly, it's just what works for you and how much content you have to pin um, and like what's doing well. So um, you can repurpose, honestly, like to no end on Pinterest. Um, if it's something, you know, working for you and people are liking it, you know, make more pins for it and push it out again. Um, so when you do do a new blog post, I usually do five <laughs> usually because that will just last me like by the time I make my copies and everything I do like that'll last me about a month and then I'll do that for a few more blog posts. Um, but yeah, it's honestly like just I would say make a whatever amount you want, like start with five if you want and then just pin those and then see how that blog post does and those keywords do and like, you know, reevaluate next month. Oh, if that one did really well, maybe I should pin it again. Um, so, and then if you have a month where oh, you weren't able to blog any, or, you know, you didn't have any content going out, um, then you can just go back and see what are my top performing blog posts um, or what boards did well, what topics did well, what can I pull out of the archives and just repin. Have you seen a lot of success with your clients with like repurposing Instagram reels or TikToks in the Pinterest space? So it depends on the niche a lot. Um, I have a hair and beauty person who does really well with her TikToks. I repurpose her TikToks um, because it's like tutorial based. You know, people get a really quick instant value. People obviously are going to Pinterest for hair a lot. Um, so that does really well. Um, my other people in like the marketing space, it's been hit or miss. Um, I haven't seen a huge boost. Sometimes you'll see a little bit, uh, increased boost on like video content. Um, but I think people are really looking for like a person showing them something. A lot of times when they're looking at video content versus, you know, just sliding through graphics, um, or something that's just like a lot of times people are scrolling. They're not, they don't have their sound on, on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, if it's something that like you're talking, you're just sitting there talking about something and people have to hear that, you know, um, they're probably just going to slide by. So yeah, uh, things like food and, um, beauty, you know, um, wedding can do pretty well, but I find that, um, static images do just as well usually for that. Um, so usually if, if it, if the real or TikTok did really well on Instagram or TikTok, probably going to do decently well on Pinterest. Um, but you have to think too, with video, um, sometimes it's not the best for conversions, unless you actually have like a call to action or something at the end. Um, you know, sometimes people, you know, just kind of get what they get and they leave, you know, versus uh, an image that is directing them to a next step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, well, this has been great. Yes. Um, is there any other tips you kind of have for anyone before we go? Um, gosh, I would just say, um, remember that Pinterest is a long game, <laughs> just like your SEO, you know, don't get discouraged. You know, if you're pinning one month and you're really consistent, then you just don't see anything. Um, it does take time, but if you, um, do really want to see results from it, just give it the same amount of like, you know, strategy and effort that you would like your website SEO. Like, um, I always like to say like Pinterest deserves it. A lot of people, you know, they don't, um, give it enough time. They think they can just throw up some images and they should get some clicks. Um, but give it some time, some strategy, whether that means hiring someone to help you with it or just taking a course, like doing your research and, um, and just like giving it some effort, working it into your workflow. Um, just give it some time and be patient. Um, but just make sure that like, you know, if you're going to put some time into it, know that it is going to be a little bit of work up front. Um, so you're not wasting your time. I, I always say like, you know, and that's why if you hire 
with interest manager or something, a lot of times they have six month contracts because we don't want you to waste your time with us, you know, because if you just do it for one month and then you quit, um, you're probably not going to see many results from it. So, yeah. Yeah. We've always said too, I think Pinterest is one of the like easiest things to outsource. Like if Mm -hmm. you haven't outsourced any of your platforms yet, Pinterest is so great because it's just a repurpose. Like you, you are not required to show up and like be there like you are sometimes on Instagram to like show your face and stories and be present. And Pinterest is truly something you can outsource and kind of like take off your plate while also driving traffic, growing your email list, doing all of those good things. So uh, we always say too, Pinterest is such a good platform to outsource because it is someplace you don't have to show up. You don't have to show your face. You don't need to be the one that's physically there. Like it's something that someone else can do for you, repurpose your content and really bring that to life. So I think leveraging a Pinterest manager, especially if like you've never outsourced anything and you're nervous about it, it's such a good place to start while still knowing that it can drive traffic, grow your list to do all of that great things where you don't need to be present. Yes. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Well, why don't you tell everyone where they can go to find you, look more at your services and all of that, or maybe look at your Pinterest board. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So my website is vineyardcreativeco.com. And then I'm on Instagram at vineyardcreative.co. I'm also on Pinterest, but I'm going to be honest, I don't spend still working so much on clients it's on you know it's on my list I'm working on getting consistent on there but yeah you can find Um, me um on Pinterest as well I know for real I feel like when it's your thing that you're helping your clients with you're like well I don't have time to be there for myself I'm gonna help all my clients do really great and then it could be like actually go look at these Pinterest boards because those are a better (laughs) yes true story (laughs) uh I love it well thank you so much it was so great talking with you Laurel yeah thanks so much guys If you like this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. Plus, if you haven't already, please go ahead and leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We absolutely love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.